Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Leading the late night conversations as we go into social conversations, uh, I'm Patricia Nduli and alongside with my team in the newsroom, she'll be coming in at 11 o'clock for the last bulletin, Zolega Kodashe, and on the technical desk, Phineas Ndoba and the content producer, Ben Zito, we are giving you a show that is going to definitely make a change and at least keep us conversing and talking about various elements of our social lives. Today, we are going to be talking right now about uh, the life under lockdown for people living with disabilities. It's been quite a topic that has not been given much of an eye, and uh, we are going to be zooming in on it. To join us, uh, we've got uh, Christo de Klerk, who's the chairman of a Braille Committee at a Blind SA. Thank you very much for joining us, Christo. Good evening, Patricia and listeners. Uh, pleasure to be with you. We also have Marlene LaRue. Marlene LaRue is a South African disability and women's rights activist. She's also a co-founder of the Women's Achievement Network for, for Disability and CEO of Artscape Theatre Centre in Cape Town. Thank you very much for joining us, Marlene. How are you doing this evening? Hi, thank you very much. And thank you for allowing us to speak about this particular topic which we need to speak about. It is definitely a topic that uh, has um, not been given much of a a spectacle. And it is a topic that is touching a lot of people's lives. I'd like to firstly start off with Christo. Christo, as um, chairperson of a Braille committee at a Blind SA, what are some of the challenges that you have experienced, um, especially during this lockdown period? We are experiencing serious problems because our head offices have closed down, so all our services have basically come to a standstill. Uh, we have a Braille production uh, unit, it's the, the largest in the country, where we produce Braille material for learners and students and also on contract. And we've, we've got some large contracts to produce Braille, and that is not something we can really do remotely because our proofreaders are two people who have to proof together. One has the Braille copy, the other one has the print copy. Um, To get the print copy to the Braille proofreader, it has to be printed, So, and that can only be done at our premises. So Braille production is a major issue. Another major issue is uh, teaching newly blinded people orientation and mobility and skills of daily living. Now, because of the, uh, you know, the, the social isolation and so on, uh, house arrest, as I like to call it, um, our instructors cannot go to the people and train them. Then also with our learners, Many of them are in deep rural areas. They do not have technology. So they have a disadvantage compared to um, most sighted learners in that they can still do online classes, that sort of thing, while the blind learners do not have that. So this is a whole dead period to them. So this really has a very, very serious impact on us. 
Serious impact indeed, and it seems like production has not gone forward uh, for the Braille um, uh, Center, and it, it's it's been hampered. And obviously, the impact on people who are living with blindness has been quite um, devastating at this time, Christo. It is true, yes. Now, uh, to you, Marlene, you deal with um, and you advocate for females <laughs> who are um, living with disabilities. And also, um, you know, you've got an, a network of females around you who then uh, participate in the Achievement Network uh, for Disabilities, women um, in particular. What are some of the challenges that have been faced by people who are differently abled at this current lockdown period? I think it's very important to state that persons with disability generally have more health care needs than others. And both standard needs and needs links to impairments and are therefore more vulnerable to the impact of low quality or inaccessible health care services than others. So the impact of COVID-19 is huge on persons living with disabilities. It's even more at risk than, than other. So it's important to, to realize that self-isolation is often not an option for persons living with disabilities. Now that we are in um, COVID-19 level four, there was at least a little bit of scope for carers to go to persons with disabilities, but it's not. But then at, at what we experience on the ground is access to designated transport for the carer to come to the homes. So we advocating that there should be a develop an integrated strategy at provincial and district level, including monitoring and reporting on disability inclusion. Because disability it's it's wide. It is deaf, blind, cerebral palsy, its impact on all persons with disabilities. And then there's very specific things, especially as women. It's um when we as a group has met, we've then realized that just sanitizing at this particular stage pads for, for young women to be delivered to homes because currently special needs schools are closed as well. So we don't have at the moment access even to the trained teacher or even to that institution that is that's usually open to assist with a carer or even having access to a physio or somebody to assist in homes or at that particular school. So at the moment, persons with disabilities as is at risk. The Ministry of Youth, Women and Persons with Disabilities are really working to look at how they can look at national and provincial leaderships and champion this because it can't just be on a national basis. It needs to go down, as Mr. De Klerk has mentioned, down to our rural areas as well to have this accessibility. And these are the things that we are currently advocating. An emergency fund must be available to the struggling disability-related NGOs and DPOs to assist with sustainable operations and partnerships. So government should take hands with the NGOs and DPOs, disability organizations that is there already, because these are vital for persons with disabilities.
You know, Marlene, as you're speaking like this, it's good to know that at a provincial level there is something that's been done, but it's not filtering down to the the communities that need them very much so. We'll come back and talk about this. I'd like us to take a caller. Anonymous, thank you very much for joining us this evening. How are you? Yeah. Good evening, Patricia. Good evening. Yes, greetings to your your guest. Yeah. Yes. I'm anonymous from East London, yeah, um, um, I've got. I, I'm one of the people with disabilities. I've been blind for the past thirteen years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yes, we're with you. Yes, uh, I, I have albinism. By the way, I've, I've got albinism. I got blind in two thousand seven due to retinal detachment. So now I usually, I usually, I used, I used to be short sighted before, but mm. two thousand seven, I, I, I became completely blind due to albinism complications. Now, uh, I, I, I'm also affected with this COVID-19 uh, uh, academicals on the, on the academic side. You no, know, I'm schooling at one of the teacher institutions in KZN. Mm-hmm. And uh, with this e-learning, it's very, very affecting us as a disabled student, especially visual impaired, impairment people uh, on, on, the, uh, on our academic activities. In the manner that we, we rely on, on Braille, as as the gentleman uh, 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 emphasized before. Also, if we don't rely on Braille, we use the audios. That is how we 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 we, 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 we study. So with this COVID nineteen, we are really being affected at the big time. And as I'm doing as I'm doing my final year, yes, at my at my at my college, then I'm being affected. Now, have have you raised uh, these issues, anonymous, with um, your uh, student uh, bodies at, at at the institution? I've I've, I've done it, but they they are for what they are doing that they are forcing us to to adopt to adjust on this e-learning. Whereby, if you are writing assessments, uh, I'm referring to the tests and assignments and exams. There are people who are doing in-service training in our college. They are the one who are assisting us. You know, a college is, is paying them. Then they will, they will sit next to a student and then they will read us the normal print, the question papers. They will read us the instructions and the questions and then we're going to provide them with an answer. That is how we are used to it. And now right now, you don't have that. The institution is saying that we must adjust to, it, to this e-learning. How are you going to cope with this e-learning? Because the people who usually assist us are not closer to us. They are far from us due to this uh, COVID-19. It's really a big uh, struggle, Anonymous. Thank you very much for sharing with us. Um, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity, uh, Marlene. I hear you'd yes. like to, to just uh, weigh in on this, and I'm sure Christo would also yes. like to give a comment. But let's go to a break, and then we'll be back after that with your comments. Late Night Conversations We are speaking social conversations and uh, the guest I've got today is Krista de Klerk, chairman of uh, the Braille Committee at SA Blind. And uh, I've also got Marlene LaRue and Marlene is a South African disability and women's rights activist. She's also co-founder of the Women's Achievement Network for Disability and the CEO of Artscape Theatre Centre in Cape Town. We had Anonymous before the break and Anonymous was just um, airing out his, uh, his, his distress at how the education system at a higher level level of education has not been accommodative to him as a blind student. Now, Marlene, you are about to give us a comment there. 
Yes, it, it is definitely a very distressful time because we should now develop and integrate prevention strategies that we're looking at all levels of sphere of education when it comes even to pre-primary, uh, primary and tertiary and then also the higher education should then look at what is the kind of communication persons with disabilities needs. Uh, everybody is focusing on e-learning, but e-learning is not for everybody's needs who has specific needs like persons who are blind or who are deaf who are currently needing that particular assistance. So our plea is currently that on all governmental levels, all ministry should look at how are they going to assist. This should not just lie in the priority of the Ministry of Youth, Women and Persons with Disability. That particular ministry should monitor all the ministries and say, what are you currently doing for persons with disabilities? Christo, uh, do you have a comment there related to uh, what uh, our anonymous caller had to say? Yes, a few things. You see, the, the issues a student like he has um, begin with the learning material. That has to be in accessible format. And currently, that can't happen because the, business, the, the, the producers of the accessible formats are closed. And even if they were open to do it, the postal services don't work to get it to So he's got a battle getting his accessible material in the first place. Then, um, if he already has material and he wants to do his his, uh, e-learning, those e-learning platforms are, um, in the main, not accessible to to blind people. So he has an issue there. And he explained that he has to do it through another person which introduces another level of error because, you know, the intermediary, we find, very often introduces new errors because um, the communication has to go through that person. So that is a big issue. Now, a blind SA has an educational early childhood development committee, and I know the chair of that committee has had a meeting with the uh, officials from the Department of Education and other stakeholders yesterday. Uh, so, you know, we are trying to to follow this up with with the Department of Education and other stakeholders. I've got another caller on the line, uh, Tobega in Durban. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Tobega. How are you this evening? I'm um, okay. Hello, Patricia. Hi, my darling. And hello to your guest, Marlene, and the gentleman. Um, my problem is this. I'm not even going to go to the tertiary education and us being blind because I've been registered uh, since I've been blind now for the past two years, but I have not even received a pencil as learning material, but I'm, re- I'm a registered student, so that tells you that I've been doing assessments. <laughs> but my focus is mainly on just daily life. You know, people don't realize that um, I'm not like picking and choosing like between the disabilities. But, you know, at times, like when you're a blind person, there are, I think, government and maybe private sector does try and give learnerships to disabled people. 
but more of like a majority of those learnerships are for people who, you know, maybe is on crutches or in a wheelchair that can still see and use things. But for us, we hardly have any of those. And me, I don't even know what Braille is. I like uh, even mobility is something I've not mastered because I've only seen my mobility person. They've only come to me twice. So, oh, I have a cane and there's Braille that I don't understand that's on the cane and it hurts me that I should be able to read this, but I can't read it. And opportunity, like they said, the societies and whatnot are closed. I think there's one that I applied to in Pretoria. It's called Optima. They've already closed. And I already thought that, okay, now I'm going to gain my independence and I'm going to be able to do things for myself again because it's very sad when you're told to do things online or e-learning and other things like that when you have to ask a seven-year-old to read that email for you and tell them how to press because you remember how the computer used to work when you had sites and the child's going to use phonics to read that. By the time they finish reading, your task is finished. The, like petty things like that and also like as a woman now, you know, there's, you know, women have periods and you not having sight and not knowing how to handle yourself now, you'll find that you've missed yourself, you don't know, you know, it's very, like, I don't know how to explain it. But, I mean, a lot needs to be done for us because we are like really a forgotten person, like people. Because even with healthcare, you can't do anything unless someone else helps you. We'd like to do things, but we're just not considered for things. And I'm sure this lockdown has just exasperated the situations oh. that you're facing, Tobek. Exactly. The lockdown, because people assume that, oh, your family is supportive. And they, they I mean, everything has its limits, you know. Mm. A person can't be doing this and this and this. People get irritated. And you can feel sometimes when you ask a person for a thing that they are now irritated. And you need to try and navigate and do things yourself. When you actually do not have, like, I personally have never been trained like basic necessities i've never had that training so you spend most of your days like in your room like as i speak to you i'm in my room i've been here since morning the only time i leave my room is to go and bath and to come back because why who am i gonna ask to assist me this i'd like to go here i'd like to do this i cannot and the lockdown has made it even worse so the only time i actually get to verbalize how i feel is on platforms like this Sure. Uh, Patricia. Thank you very much, Tobega, for mm. your call. I don't know, Krista, do you have a question for Tobega? Um, I want to say that I think, you know, once this lockdown gets uh, relaxed a little bit, our organization would be in a position to, to assist her in many ways. Um, so, you know, if we can get our contact information to her and she can contact us as, as soon as we are able to, to assist her, but, but uh, I, I think we certainly can help her. Excellent. What we will do is that Krista will hand you uh, Tobega's details and also hand Tobega your details via our producer. It's time for us to just round off and it seems like this topic is a vast topic um, and also it seems like there is lack of support for the families of people living with disabilities. Mm-hmm. However, we don't have much time. Just rounding off, Marlene, maybe give us your contact details, how people can be able to be in touch with you. Uh, they can contact me at Marlene L at artskit.co.za. But I just want to say that COVID-19 was the big revealer just to, to look at how unequal our society is 
and how we still need to support persons with disabilities even more. Thank you for Tobacco that have called in that we can realize once again that we need to do more and need to be focused and much more implementable. Thank you very much, Marlene. And Christo, as we round off, please give us your contact details. Okay, my email address is cjdk, that's C for Charlie Delta uh, Echo Kilo, cjdk at mweb.co.za. Excellent. Thank you very much, Christo. It's been such a great pleasure. It's time for us to move now to Zolega Kodasha with a sultry voice in the newsroom.